Welcome to the FML Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Esmail, and I help ambitious women like you optimize their lives by mastering their fitness, mindset, and lifestyle. You are limitless, and my goal is for you to walk away from each episode believing that. Hello, lovelies. I hope you're having a great day and that you are showing up authentically being who you are, doing the things that you're called to do because that is all we need to do in life, right? Everything else will fall into place. Just show up as you are, meet yourself where you at. You've got this, you are doing amazing. Today on the show, I've got Jada Chantel and she is, oh my goodness, just such a ray of sunshine. You guys are going to love her. We were just vibing through this episode and it was the first time that we sat down and met in person. Um, I say in person, obviously via Zoom, um, after connecting on Instagram and just really hitting it off. And I'm really excited to share with you guys everything that we talked about today. It's all centered around vulnerability. And we talk about some things that you just don't really get through social media watching other people's journeys. This is what it's really like behind the scenes. These are the things that we struggle with and there is no shame in any of it. So I hope that this episode empowers you to embrace where you're at and own what you're going through. Use it as a tool to connect with other amazing people. There is a huge difference between being vulnerable and honest and transparent with your audience and like broadcasting your pain as you're feeling it. Like that is so not natural and it's not necessary to do. Like there's, it's just so black and white. I feel it's like, okay, you're either like painting a picture of this perfect life or you're like showing all like the pain and the ugly all the time. And there has to be a middle ground. Exactly. Exactly. And what I keep reminding myself is that, you know, whatever I'm going through right now, I can't necessarily broadcast it to you guys because I haven't figured it out myself. But I am looking forward to that day where I'm like, hey, guys, in 2023, (laughs) I had that breakdown and my world literally felt like it was crashing down on me. And here are the details and all that. I'm excited for that. But I'm not there yet. And sometimes I can feel a little frustrating because I I just want to be on the other side already. (laughs) Like, you know, but it's I, I know that's just not how it works. There's so many different lessons. I have this big list of lessons and like universal assignments that I'm faced with right now. And I'm just like, damn, (laughs) a lot of shadows. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. And it's, I'm actually like, I'm taking a break from launching right now because I have so much to work through, you know, that's stemming from this pivot that I, I never knew I had these, these issues. And a lot of the, there, I wouldn't call them issues, but these universal assignments, like, I just feel like I didn't know they were there before this. And a lot of, a lot of it is tied to ego heavily and wanting to be seen a certain way, wanting to be seen as um, authority, as successful, as having it all together. And realizing that that's holding me back so much because I just feel like if I don't have it all together, I can't act like that all the time. And it actually just made me realize for the last two, two years, I I started my business about two years ago. 
I've been operating heavy on ego. Like every, like the entire fitness business was built upon that. Like I just, I don't even, I, it's, it's like hard for me to even talk about. Cause sometimes I feel like those clients are, are going to listen to this and think, oh my God, she didn't even care about me. That's not necessarily the case. When I was working with people on their fitness journeys, like I cared, you know, when the relationship was there, but I really started the business because I felt like that was the only thing I was good at. And I wanted to be seen as successful. I want, I'm like, oh my God, I'm finally getting my worth. <laughs> Here we go. My worth was tied to that, to success. Right. And so now that I'm starting something new, I don't necessarily have all that success just yet. You know, I'm far away from where I ultimately want to be. And my ego is basically freaking the fuck out because now what I'm not worthy anymore. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's huge because you would think that I worked through this a long time ago, but I'm telling you, it's just, it's just, as you navigate your journey, things are going to come up and the shadows are going to, you know, the shadows are going to come through. And I think it is a big act of bravery to face that. And honestly, just, it's so healing for me to admit this. That's what mm -hmm. I've noticed because I didn't want to admit this at all. Like I, I didn't want to admit this to anybody. My, my self-worth is attached to the success of my business. Like that sounds so, I want to be seen as confident. I was teaching people how to be confident in my fitness coaching program, but it was all attached to external factors and my body being like so fit and being lean and, and being the cool gym girl and getting respect from that. And like all of that is being broken down right now all of it. And it's, it's crazy because I, you know, even like having a, a launch that didn't do so well, my last launch, it's not that it did. Okay. I don't want to say that it didn't do well, but it was not what I was expecting. And my ego didn't like it. Right. I was thinking that the people in the program were going to judge me. They were going to think it wasn't good enough. Oh, there's only this amount of people in there. Like, this is not like this big, fun place to be. And that was like a whole journey as well, you know, because again, the self-worth, it's like, it's, I'm not worthy because I have 50 people in my program. I'm worthy because I fucking am. I just am. And my wisdom is my wisdom. My experiences are my experiences and they are going to help people. And just because the program didn't fill up and the launch didn't go as expected means nothing about me, right? So that's what I had to work through. And it felt kind of embarrassing, you know, because I'm like, well, I'm a mindset coach. I'm a business coach. Why am I dealing with this? <laughs> you know, Because you're human. Exactly. That's it's, it. I'm a human. And I think that, that's why I'm like, we were just talking about social media and how everyone just appears to be these perfect beings that don't feel this way. And it's just not true. That's why sometimes I even doubt myself, you know, cause I'm like, why do I feel like this? I'm not supposed to, nobody on social media feels like, like this. They're not telling me that. So it must not be real. I even get fooled by it. And I'm like, no, no more, no more of that. I just, it's safe to assume that everyone is a human and everyone has these feelings and these desires to be good enough. And these fears that maybe they're not good enough, you know, and like we want our programs to be 
effective. We want people to enjoy their time. We want people to learn from us. We want people to listen to our experiences and our wisdom and our courses, podcasts, whatever it is, and like feel something. Of course, that that feeling of what if they don't? <laughs> what if this doesn't work? That's always going to be there. And I think hearing that from us, especially, is going to be super helpful for anyone listening to this because I just want to normalize that. Like, it's just a human thing. It doesn't mean you're stuck in those thoughts forever or they're going to last forever. They come and go. They're like passing clouds. And I think I think that's been really helping me. Every morning I wake up, I don't feel the best right now like when I wake up, but I remind myself like this is going to pass. This is going to pass. I'm going to feel on top of the world like tomorrow probably, you know, and then maybe the next day I won't. And maybe next week I'll have a really good week where I'm like, yeah, I'm serving. I'm killing it. My business is awesome. Like, look how great my content is. And then the next day I'm like, who am I? Like, I don't even know what I'm talking about. I don't even know what to say today. I, nobody's listening to me. Nobody cares about this program. You know, like, it's just like, this is, it, it's, it's human. It's so human. Absolutely. There's really nothing else to it. I feel like this whole podcast theme, just so you guys know, we didn't really come in with much of a plan. Like we're just here to flow and we're flowing, which seems like in the direction of vulnerability and the power of it. And like, if that to you was an unsuccessful launch, like, let me jump on that train. I had a very similar experience at the beginning of this year to my first workshop. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I've poured my heart and soul into this. Yeah. And because it's not helping, you know, the amount of people that I thought it would, to me, it's a failure, which sucks because if one person shows up and people did come and it was really, really powerful. But to me, it, it was just like, I wanted more. And mm-hmm. as visionaries, as entrepreneurs, we want more, more, more all the time. And so it's such a slippery slope to fall into that tying your success to your identity and your worth. Mm-hmm to your success because it's never ending. Like as soon as we hit that milestone, there's another one. Exactly. Exactly. It's so crazy. I feel like this just needs to be talked about. It needs to be talked about and it like steals our joy, you know, because at one point in our life, we would like kill to have two people, even one person like listening to us, you know, (laughs) And then now we have this high expectation for ourselves. And it's like, it really does come down to like, damn, this like this is good stuff. Like this can change someone's life. Like why, why are they not coming? Why are they not responding just yet? You know, do people not need this stuff? Do people not care? But that's not necessarily the point. It just sometimes takes time, you know, especially when you pivoted. Like, yeah. And I mean, it's crazy how when you switch gears and you pivot and you pivot hard and fast, like mm-hmm. us decisive, powerful women like to do the same lessons that you probably learned in the beginning of your fitness coaching business or somewhere else in your life are appearing, but in this new way and they're hard all over again. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Like I, I remember I thought, I thought I got past imposter syndrome. I thought that was like a one and done thing. I'm like, okay, started my fitness. And mind you, like the whole entire first year of my fitness business, I did. I wasn't into personal development. I just wasn't, I didn't know about it. Uh, I was just like, okay, yeah, I'm, I was working with a very like hyper-masculine coach that didn't really talk about that stuff. Um, it was more like, 
go, 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 sail, 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 book a call, book a call. Like it was very intense. And that's kind of how I built my business, you know, off of those principles of like move fast, get as many people as you can use these sales tactics. Like it was kind of mind fucking, to be honest, it didn't, it didn't really align with me, but I didn't know what alignment was back then. (laughs) So I was like, this is what I got to do. This is exactly what I got to do. And, um, you know, obviously pivoting and just with every new thing that I decided to step on even or step into even my podcast the imposter syndrome was so loud like so 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 loud and it freaked me out you know I was like I thought I got through this you know I thought I I thought we covered this why is this showing up again and that's where that new levels new devils started to like click for me I'm like okay all right (laughs) I get it that's so real oh my god so real so real even honestly since we're talking about vulnerability like I this is my first technically my first podcast interview that I'm doing and I was nervous you know but I'm like also so lit up by it because I'm like yes like I'm pushing myself I'm doing uncomfortable things to take me to my next level and that is everything to me that is everything to me and it just really like I just see it in a different way where it's like back then, if you asked me about like maybe like a year ago, I would, I would probably be too scared. (laughs) Like, you know, I probably wouldn't do it, but now I'm just like, yeah, the nervousness was there because, you know, you just start overthinking it a little bit, but I'm like, I'm going to do this either way, because when the call ends, when it's all done, podcast is uploaded, whatever, I'm going to be so fucking proud. And when it comes down to it, I get the opportunity to share the fact that I am uncomfortable. Well, I'm not uncomfortable right now. I feel so like good (laughs) because your energy is just so great. But I get to share that with your audience. It's like, hey, guys, I was nervous. I crave that. I crave creators and entrepreneurs telling me that they're uncomfortable. Like I crave it. And it's like, obviously, I want them to be comfortable. However, as humans, we want to be seen. So there is, I don't know if you follow Jen Gottlieb at all. Um, I'll send you her, her, uh, her page. Cause she's, she's very honest about that stuff. And I'm like, wow, this is cool. That's why I'm addicted to her content. Cause she's like, you know, she does Instagram lives like every day and she always talks about how, and she speaks on stages. So it's, it's just wild, but she's like, you know, I was terrified to start doing the Instagram lives you know, I'm nervous. She just admits it or like she admits that she gets really anxious in social situations, things like that. And I look at her as this powerful leader. I look up to her, but she's admitting that thing. She's admitting those things. And I don't feel like, oh God, she can't lead me if she's nervous. She can't lead me if she was afraid to do this live video. I don't think like that. I'm just like, oh God, look at her go. She was nervous, but she's doing it anyway. Like, let's go. Gives me permission to just do the thing anyway when I'm nervous. And it's just a dose of realness that we all need. That is the theme. That is the thing. I had this conversation for two hours with Tanasia yesterday. Seriously, we need vulnerability more than ever in this age of social media. It is getting so intense and vulnerability never lands as weakness. It lands as human to people and it connects you with people. It builds trust. It builds relationship. And I'm a huge believer connection cures 
like anything you're going through, go connect with someone on a deep level, make sure your soul and your heart feel seen. Mm-hmm. And it's just magic. Like it's, Oh my God, I love you. Cause I feel like that's something I literally learned from you. I swear. Like, mm-hmm. like I was, I was just telling you before we hit record, uh, we were connected by, um, my former coach and it just felt so good when we started talking, we were sending voice notes back and forth. Um, it just, I started looking at your content and you were actually talking about the power of connection. And I'm like, hmm, maybe I should try that. Cause I haven't been connecting to people in the entrepreneur space where like, since I started, I, I was, I still, I isolated myself. I wonder if I'm sure people relate to this, but I, I just, even in my mentorships, I just felt like no one, I, I'm like, no one really wants to talk to me. I kind of just assume that I intimidated people because of my history with uh, like growing up, girls not liking me and like being bullied like oh, for years um, and stuff like that. And just like girls ganging up on me or like just me feeling like I'm too much um, or like not wanting to make, make people feel bad about their business because I had like my fitness business. It's not, it wasn't an overnight success, but I had been, you know, building my brand for so long before launching. So when I launched it, you know, I put an offer out and I got some clients right away. And I, and I felt in my head, I made up the story that everyone was going to feel intimidated by that. So I, I, I isolated myself and I didn't connect to other entrepreneurs. And I thought that was like the way to go because I thought I was protecting myself. It got lonely very quickly, very, very quickly. Um, and it, it's, it's, I think I had to hit rock bottom, you know, and, and really feel the difficult emotions of pivoting my entire business and letting something that was working so well crumble to the ground before my eyes. And I chose that, but it still felt like it was happening to me at certain times. Like, I can't believe this. I literally chose that. <laughs> it was the guidance that I received. Um, but yeah, the connection, I, I, I just, I just want to thank you for that because this, even this conversation that we're having is so healing for me. And I've been, even been connecting more with my mom and my sister and my friends from like college and just being open and honest with them like super honest and vulnerable that it was hard. It was hard because I want them to see me as thriving. I feel like I have to set an example, but I really wasn't setting a good example by hiding anything. And I'm, and I'm just starting to realize that it's a beautiful lesson though. These are such beautiful lessons that I am just so grateful for. I I, I really am. (laughs) Everything you're sharing is so beautiful. Like, I know you just used that word, but that word has been in my head for the past, like three minutes as you've been talking, because what you're doing from pivoting and letting your sense of ego and your past business crumble, that is so brave that to like doing the more connecting, putting yourself out there, doing the inner work to redefine your worth and your identity and to neglect the the temptation to attach it to success. It's brave and important. And I know you are inspiring so many people right now. I'm just like in awe of your aura at everything you're sharing right now. It's so good. I love that. That makes me so happy. That is all I want. I want people to listen to this and feel like they're like doing their makeup, their hair, like, holy shit. 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel this, I feel the same way Mm -hmm. because I know that's how I feel when I hear people open up about their situations and stuff like that. Um, Especially with like the whole ego thing or just anyone that's like, I'm, I'm afraid of not being good enough. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, really? Like, that's so brave of you to admit, you know, which is wild because that is a thought and a struggle for every single person in the Mm -hmm. world. And just saying those simple words that we all think and feel is so powerful because it connects everyone. It reminds us that we all have that voice and that's so validating and so empowering. And again, in this world that we live in right now, where like everyone is perfect and everyone has the authority and everyone knows exactly what they're doing. We need that reminder more than anything. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I also want to bring up this point. I just thought about it. We are just, we are in the very, very beginning stages of our business. You know what I mean? Like we are, even if like two and a half years, that's like baby, baby stuff for me or for anyone, because that, you know, eventually we're going to be 10 years into it, 20 years into it, 30 years into it. It's going to be crazy. But it's like all the people who are like on their business journey right now who haven't necessarily experienced a pivot, like they're eventually heading there because we change and we evolve. You know what I mean? And they just don't know it yet. They don't know it yet. But so I feel like us talking about this is so helpful because it's kind of just like giving them you know, some insight, even, even though they're not there, I just feel like both of us, like you and I, we're, we're going to be coaching so many people through pivots. Yes. Yeah. Like, cause, cause I, I just see everybody pivoting. Like I, I can't help, but just, I just see everybody pivoting, like everyone, maybe not everyone, but a lot of people, a lot of the fitness coaches that I know and stuff like that, you know, I know that their fitness coaching company is a stepping stone. Again, not everyone, but a lot of them. It's a stepping stone. It's going to lead them somewhere else. They're going to evolve and they're going to want to create new offers that don't necessarily have to do with fitness, right? So with that comes pivoting their content, showing up as a different version of themselves and having to be okay with some crickets for a little while, you know, like people getting used to that, people getting used to their new identities, people getting used to their teachings, you know, they're, if they're used to seeing booty workouts and nutrition tips, and then all of a sudden you're talking about spirituality and connecting to your spirit guides and using that as, um, using that to lead you through business. Like that's what I talk about. So it's, it's different, you know, like people are like, what the fuck is she talking about? And, you know, over time they start getting used to it and things start landing depending on where they're at in life. And it just is a process and a journey. So that's what absolutely no, I'm so with you on that. It is, it's a forever evolution mm-hmm. and everyone pivots in one way or another from season to season. And really they're just rapid seasons of growth. And I'm sorry, but I don't care who you are or how aware you are, how in tune you are, how wise you are, no matter who you are, rapid seasons of growth are fucking hard. They are because it's just challenge after challenge, upper limit after upper limit, self-sabotage, like having to be so mindful of everything you think and do so that you don't revert back 
to oh the person you used to be and get the same results you used to get. This, I, I'm so glad you brought this up because that's actually what I experienced with like my first launch, like after shutting down my fitness business, I thought, I think it went pretty well. I was, I was actually really fucking surprised, but I wasn't surprised because I did a lot of energy work and I was just doing all the things it, I couldn't handle it. I genuinely couldn't handle the fact that it was successful. Like my nervous system went insane. It was like, this is not too good to be true. Your next launch is going to fail. This is not fair. Like people, you know, people don't just get people in their programs when they launch something the first time like that. I was going, I was even talking to my mentor about it. And she's like, remember the better it gets, the better it gets, the better it gets, the better it gets. You know, I, I dealt with that too, but it wasn't landing for me. I'm like, yeah, sure. The better it gets, the better it gets, but I'm fucking terrified. And, and of course my next launch just didn't do well, but it's true. Like when you receive, when you receive what you're working towards and your manifestation, like it really, there, there's a lot of work that goes into it to be able to keep that up, you know? Yes, that is so true. That is something I I think I talked about this not long ago where I have like a four-phase transformation process, which kind of just like deeply outlines what it really takes to get completely different results in your life starting within. And I always said in phase three, that's where you start getting what you want. And this is the slipperiest slope of all three phases because this is where self-sabotage and upper limits live where like we can so subconsciously neglect the fruits of our labor and opportunities. And it's, it's so subconscious that that's where you have to be so incredibly keenly aware of what's going on in your mind and how that's rippling out into your life. Exactly. Like you said. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's, I feel like you don't like take it so seriously until it happens. And you're like, oh, this is real. (laughs) This is so real. And I even felt like that with my wedding. Like that's a whole freaking thing that I'm actually still going through. It's like when I started seeing everything come together and, and I was in Tulum checking everything out. I'm like, this just doesn't, I don't know. Like, I'm not used to this. I like didn't even travel growing up. You know, like I, I grew up with a single mom and we did not have money at all. Like my dad was a heroin addict and he just kind of like was not available. So it's like, you know, we just didn't live that life. And I'm like planning a wedding and, you know, I'm in this like beautiful hotel. It just was all hitting me. And this was around the time where I was thinking, okay, my next launch won't be successful because my previous launch was successful. And here I am in this like beautiful hotel. I just, it's just like, it was, it was a struggle for me. It was a struggle for me. It's like, it was like a whole new level of like my manifestation process that I have to understand better and like learning how to receive basically. And like, like you said, the upper limit, I'm literally going to read that book again. Um, the big leap, like, cause I feel like that book so helpful, but I haven't, I love reading books over and over again, (laughs) obviously, because you need to like really let those lessons sink in. But yeah, I don't know. (laughs) No, that's good. That's so real. So we know it's a struggle. We know it's normal for people to struggle. So like embrace that guys, be where you're at, like embrace the fact that like some days you don't feel good enough Mm -hmm. and do, do what you need to do 
to feel, to heal, to move on, to move back into higher energy. Mm-hmm. So Jada, like with you being so in tune with yourself and your energy work and your manifestation, can you share some practices with us that you, that really serve you when you're having days like that? Okay. Yeah. Well, today I, I love journaling. I'm a big journaler. I know that not everyone loves it, but it really helps me so, so much. It gives me so much clarity and it, I, it gives me the opportunity to remind myself of how far I've come. When I try to think about it in my head, it just doesn't work out because I get distracted. Today, I like drew this timeline. This might not make sense to people, but like it made sense to me. And I wrote like 2023. And then I assumed that I was going to die at 100. I don't know, whatever. That that sounds good to me. I feel like anything over 100, I'm just like, I'm pushing it. Like, <laughs> so it was like, okay, 2095. And I was just like looking at this huge timeline. And I'm like, I have, there's so much time, you know, like I am so zoomed into this moment right now where I'm feeling not good enough, not worthy enough. And it, like looking at that big timeline, I'm like, but there's so much more than just how I feel right now, you know? And I started going through the major changes, struggles, obstacles in my life, I started going through each one and I reminded myself of how I've overcome each one and all my accomplishments, you know, and I'm not trying to tie that to self-worth, but when it comes to like the accomplishment, the accomplishments that we have made, we, it takes bravery and courage. We are, we are literally moving through fear and choosing courage. And I think that is incredible. And it just reminded me of how much I'm actually capable of. And also very spiritual here. I'm, you know, I I don't want to get too attached to the fact that I am like this, like human, you know, I'm a spirit in a human body. And I always remind myself because I'm a part of the universe. Right. And, And I respect and love and honor the universe in so many different ways. And if I'm a part of that, it's, it's way harder to judge myself <laughs> and feel not good enough because I feel like we are magic at our core, you know? Um, but when it comes to like practices, like I am huge on breath work. Like it helps me so much with anxiety. It, it just like getting everything out, all that like stagnant energy. It just like, I just feel so much relief after doing breath work. Um, along with like the journaling, reminding myself who I am. I like EFT tapping a lot. It really does help me as well. Sometimes I'm not going to lie. I get lazy. I don't feel like doing any of these things, but I do them anyway, because I know that my main job is to protect my energy, you know, and to remind myself of who I am, because it's so easy to just get caught up in the fear of the world and the fear of our ego, because at our core, we are magical beings. Like we have so much potential and also the inner child work as well. Like writing letters to my inner child. I do that a lot. I, I have like Google docs of my limiting beliefs. And I know that's like really obnoxious, but it helps me because sometimes writing is too much. So I'll just like type it all out and then I'll talk to myself, but not my current self, but my inner child self, just the part of me that's scared the part of me that doesn't feel good enough. And I act as that, like that parent to her, you know, and like, I, I let her know that she's on the right track and she is so 
much potential to do anything that she wants to do in this life. You know, that is super helpful. Um, what else? I feel like when we get off the call, I'm going to remember something so important that I should, I should mention. <laughs> no, take a second see if it comes to you. Those were amazing. I mean, those are beautiful, like mindfulness, yeah. um, you know, thought pattern, repatterning, and then shifting into the embodiment by yes. doing the breath work, the tapping, the things like it really is a process. Yes. And I just thought of something, um, just that constant conversation with the universe, you know, higher power for me, like I, from Gabby Bernstein, I've learned different prayers that I can do. Um, and one of the prayers that I say is I recognize that I'm viewing myself through the lens of fear. Thank you for guiding me back to love, you know, like seeing myself through the lens of love. And that helps me every single time. Every time I, I recognize that I'm being hard on myself, like a prayer, just prayer helps so much. Mm -hmm. I had such a weird relationship with praying uh, because when I was younger, I would, I had like OCD. I had like a little, a moment of OCD when I was younger, when it came to praying, I felt like I just wasn't doing it right. Um, I was like into religion and I felt like I was always so scared of going to hell or like, you know, those like fear tactics that they use in like church sometimes and religion. So I would like pray over and over again and feel like it wasn't good enough. And then I would be like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to go to heaven and like all this stuff. And then one day I was like, F all of this. I don't believe in anything. And I went through like this period of not believing in anything and just relying on myself. It wasn't until, you know, my entrepreneurship journey that I reconnected with it. So that's that. So now like just getting comfortable with praying and making it a habit. It's actually a habit now. Um, it's just that I still have that, that voice in the back of my head that's saying, why are you doing that? Like, that's weird. <laughs> like, but that doesn't work. And I know it definitely does work. Um, and it's, it's saved my life, honestly. <laughs> like, just mm. have that guidance. Just remember, you always have that guidance. And when you ask for help, you will feel this sense of calm just wash over you. It's not up to you only, you know? No, we do not have to do it alone. We don't. There's no need to. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Like every time I have like an interview, well, this is my first interview, but like a teaching or a training or something that makes me uncomfortable or nervous, like I pray. I'm just like, hey, feeling a little nervous. Thank you for speaking through me. Thank you for, you know, instilling me with confidence. And thank you for delivering the message that needs to be delivered to these people. And I just, it's like your teammate, you know, it, it basically, mm -hmm. yeah, that's, it's your teammate. It's your teammate really? through all of this. And if it, if it wasn't for my spiritual connection, I would have never dropped the business that I was, I hated it at a certain point and like I hate this I don't want to do this anymore but I would still be in that business and I probably would have fallen apart without the spiritual connection that has literally been the thing that ground that is that currently is still grounding me through this entire process of shifting rebuilding restructuring killing off all these identities and it's just the only way in my opinion for me to be able to navigate this because it's definitely difficult it is. Thank yeah. you so much for sharing that. Of course. Of course. 
That's so good. And I'm with you. Like, honestly, I would have given up. I've been on my entrepreneurship journey for four and a half years now, and I would have given up a long ass time ago if I didn't have literal supernatural power Mm -hmm. through the spirit. Yep. I'm just, we're human. Like we have so many gaps and weak links and like they have to be filled in. We have to ask for help. We have to be open to receiving guidance and help. We have to look for the guidance and the meaning and what's happening around us. You know, like there's always, and it's so funny that we're here. So divine, because I almost posted a thread right before our call that said, we're always receiving divine guidance. Mm -hmm. How actively are you looking for it? Right. Literally is up to us to look for it. Are we seeing the reasons why we can't? Are we seeing the reasons why we should stop or what the problems are? Are we seeing what they mean where Mm -hmm. they're guiding us? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I, and not enough people are are doing that. I know I wasn't doing it in the beginning of my journey. It's like, it's something you, you really just, you know, a lot of the times, unfortunately, when things get really hard, that's when people, you know, decide to connect that aspect of themselves, but start now. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And like, it doesn't even have to, it doesn't have to be like this, like super heavy, sad thing where you only ask for help when things are like on fire. You could literally ask for help with anything, like anything like, Hey, I need a content idea or Hey, like send me my, um, the next, the name of my next program. I'm open to the, the inspiration and the ideas, like make it fun and understand that it doesn't need to be heavy. It will be heavy sometimes. Um, it will be this just life. You know, I was listening to a Tony Robbins YouTube video the other day and he was saying like, let's be real. Things happen, like bad things happen and we just have to be ready for it. Like we, we like people are going to die. We're going to, you know, lose jobs, like all of that. Like, yes, a lot of people are in their happy bubble right now. Like things haven't really necessarily been shaken up just yet, but but it will, you know, it's not important. It's just life. It's going to happen. Right. So if you can just like start creating that spiritual connection now when things are great, I mean, that's better. That's better because you'll, you'll have more experience. It is like, it's a journey and it is a practice to like trust in a higher power and, and to really like communicate and lean on a higher power because it took me a while to even start praying I, I called myself spiritual I was learning about the principles but I, ne- I didn't necessarily ask for help for a while because I didn't know I could you know and also I had that weird relationship with praying like I said so yeah such a beautiful thing I'm so grateful so grateful for it it is it's such a gift it really is just being able to ask. And like, if you don't know where else to start, you don't know what to ask for. Like you can just open yourself up. Like part of my, I close my prayers every day. Like I'm open to divine wisdom. I'm open to abundant blessings. Like literally just make it known that you're open to receiving. I also say I'm open to learning the lessons that I meant to learn, which is such a like risky, like prayer to put out there. Cause you don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> That's so funny because I wrote that in my journal today and I got scared. I was like, wait, I'm still working on the lessons that you presented to me the past yeah. two months and I'm struggling. I don't know if I'm ready for more. I know, right? <laughs> so it's like, it's like exhilarating when you like 
you start to see the other side of the lesson and you're like, okay, cool. Like that's what I had to learn. And you kind of feel like you, you know, overcame it. Oh, my mic is not working right now. That's annoying, but that's okay. We can still hear you good. Okay, good. Good. Jada, thank you so much. You have just shared so much potent, like love and wisdom and girl, you're a force. I'm so excited to just like witness the change that you make in the world and how you impact lives. And I mean, you're already doing it. Of course you've been doing it, but I'm just to watch it continue to evolve is going to be so beautiful. Oh my God. I have so much love for you. Like I appreciate this opportunity so much. I'll like, it's very special to me. My first, I'm honored that it was your first, uh, guest episode. That's awesome. Yes. And I love every second of it. It's, it's a beautiful experience. So thank you so much for having me. And I really, I know this is going to land for so many people in your audience and I'm sending them all the love in the world because we all need it. (laughs) We need the love. We need to spread the love because it can feel hard sometimes, but you're not alone. You're not alone. Yeah. That's so good. We are love. We're here to spread love. If these lovely ladies want to connect with you, what is the best way for them to do that? Yes. So my Instagram handle is at Jada Chantel. I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. In the show notes. Uh, I also have a podcast. It's called Vibe High by Jada Chantel. Well, it's not, the title is just Vibe High, but you can type in my name so you can find it. Um, I have a lot of episodes on there that I feel like will really help you guys out. If you guys enjoyed this, I know you'll enjoy my podcast, but yeah, give me a follow. Let's connect. Beautiful. Perfect. Yes. Connect with Jada. And thank you guys so much for tuning in today. And Jada, again, thank you for being here. You are amazing. This was lovely. And hopefully we get to do it again sometime. We will for sure. For sure. Amazing. Thank you, beauty, so much for tuning in. If this episode spoke to you, don't forget to leave a rating or review. It really helps you girl out on this podcast journey. And if something really connected with you, do not hesitate to reach out to Jada or I on Instagram. Our accounts are in the show notes, and we would love to have a conversation with you. Have a wonderful rest of your day, my love, and I will see you back here next time.